Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. Do you ever stop and think how powerful words are before you say them? You know, just as God created the world by speaking it into existence, so we create by speaking. We can make things happen by our words. We can provoke thoughts by our words. We can wound or we can heal. James chapter 3 tells us that we all stumble in many ways. But if anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man able to keep his whole body in check. There is such a connection between our speech and having self-control in other areas of our body. In fact, this scripture in James declares that if we keep our mouth, we can keep our whole body in check. Words, they are very powerful, yet we use them recklessly and many times without much thought to the effect that they will have. We all have been guilty saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. It can make us feel pretty stupid and ashamed. Jesus reminds us in Matthew 5.37 to simply let our yes be yes and our no be no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Our speech can be filled with wisdom or wounding. Our words are either wise or they can be evil. The Bible is very clear about the evil words we speak and the effect that they can have. We may not even consider the words we speak to be evil in nature because we are so used to speaking and saying things without giving them much thought. I think we all know how to speak kind and good words and we know the peace that they can bring. But it is so easy to speak wrong words on a daily basis and maybe because we are used to saying certain things or the way we say them, we give little thought to the aftermath of those words spoken. Here are some characteristics of the wrong words or what the Bible actually calls evil words spoken. First, they are vain. In Job 16.3, Job reminds his friends, Will your long-winded speeches never end? What ails you that you keep on arguing? Vain words spoken are usually more for our own benefit than that of the hearer. It's not how much we say, but how we say it and that we choose our words wisely. Secondly, wrong words or evil words can be irritating. Proverbs warns us that a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. This verse I have applied more than once and found it to be true. I remember one time I had pulled out of a restaurant in a rainstorm, and as I pulled out into the traffic, the car in front of me stopped suddenly, and as a result, I hit his bumper. I didn't hit him very hard at all, but as I was going, because I wasn't going very fast, maybe 20, 25 miles an hour, but this man jumped out of his car, ran back to my car window, and began to call me some very unpleasant names. It was obvious he was upset, so I let him continue his speech until he was finished. Now, mind you, my window was still rolled up all this time because of the rain and his shouting and his cursing. And after he finished giving me um, a piece of his mind, I gently rolled down my window and said, I beg your pardon. What did you say? 
My answer so deflated, deflated the man that he got back into his car and drove away without another word. A general answer can turn away wrath, even when it's your fault that the other person is mad. Evil words can also be hast- hastily spoken. Again, the book of Proverbs reminds us, Do you see a man who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Hasty words can get us into much trouble. We tend to make promises that are difficult to keep or maybe impossible to keep. Yet we can speak before we think it through. We must not be hasty in our words. Also, wrong and evil words can be irreverent. In anger, sometimes people take the Lord's name in vain, or they blame God when things don't go their way. God reminded the children of Israel, You have said harsh things against me, says the Lord, yet you ask, What have we said against you? Being irreverent isn't just taking God's name in vain by cursing. It is not believing God when he says something also to be so. When his word is clear about a certain promise he has made to us and we choose not to believe him, but complain against him instead, this is irreverent and it is unbelief before God. God is always true to his word. He says what he means and he means what he says. Also, evil words can be enticing. The book of Colossians tells us that we can be deceived by fine sounding arguments. And in the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, Solomon reminds young people not to be enticed by sinners and their evil words, for it will bring them ruin. Also, evil words can be flattering and and, um, insincere. Our words are to please God and not man. Sometimes to be accepted by people, we may flatter them and say what we know they want to hear. Our words may be insincere. You know, it's a wonderful thing to compliment someone and to really mean it, not just to flatter them for our own gain, to get them to like us or for us to have hidden motives by our flattering or insincere words. Also, evil words can be proud and they can be malicious. I have just given you some examples of evil words spoken. But as a Christian, we should never want to speak evil words, but words that are edifying and uplifting. There are times that we all must hear things which we don't want to hear. Words of correction, words of truth, which is to further our growth in Christ. But even in correction and in truth, we can speak in love. As a Christian, our words should be pleasant. Proverbs tells us that pleasant words are like a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Our words should be appropriate. A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. And our words should be gracious. Words from a wise man's mouth are gracious, but a fool is consumed by his own lips. And lastly, as a Christian, our words are to be comforting. The sovereign Lord has given me, it says, an instructed tongue, to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. May this, beloved, be our prayer with each new day, and may this be our aim in our speech. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 
10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636.